two, three, clap. Oh, well, that's horrible. That's. Did you both clap? Yes. She did. I wanted to. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. This, this whole bathroom thing is going to be an issue. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have an argument this later, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks to you. I, I never said we were doing marriage guidance here. I just said we were doing, like, podcasting, so... <laughs> My name's Richard. I'll be your host for today or tomorrow or Tuesday or Saturday or Sunday or whenever you happen to listen because after all, it is your podcast. Now joining me today, um, they're not from, well, they're from Bumbrunda's End, which this is the first thing I'm opening and pronouncing correctly. (laughs) And they're here to talk, you know, this is, and they're here to talk about a game that they have coming to Kickstarter. So this is what you would call a kind of a work in progress, quick start on the kickstart type of show. So joining me, I've got Derek, I've got April, I've got Lauren in the background somewhere <laughs> cursing my name. She She's back there. She's definitely <laughs> she's back. back there. <laughs> and uh, they're here to talk about um, Are You Gonna Eat That? Which is their game coming to Kickstarter. So, hello. Thank you very much for coming on. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I know. Thank you uh, so we're, much we're for, the, for the opportunity. Yeah, that's so good. Um, yeah, no, it's um, we've been talking for we've been talking for a couple of months, and then um, um, yeah, it's just really good to to kind of have you guys on here, so we can have a chat and we can find out a little bit more about um, well, about the campaign. Um, the reason that we do this for people who haven't listened to the show before. First of all, thank you very, very much for joining us. The reason that we do this is because, well, there's quite simply, there's not enough podcasts out there about board games. Just checked. I mean, there's quite a few of us in Scotland now. We've got Brainwaves um, by the Giant Brain guys. We've still got Unlucky Fraud, Unlucky Frog Gaming with uh, Ben and Charlotte and Josh. Um, I believe the wonderful Bez in Scotland, uh, she's also doing her own kind of internet radio show. So we are growing. We're about to take over. But, <laughs> but, the, other, but the other reason we're here is that when somebody sends you an email and the title is, Are You Going to Eat That? I thought they were actually referencing to the delicious lunch I had in front of me. And I thought, that's a bit of a personal question to ask as an opener. <laughs> so, <laughs> we like personal questions. So be like, ready. I know. Just like opening, <laughs> opening salvo is going to be like making me think about my diet, which isn't a very, very good thing. Um, <laughs> but again, no, thank you very, very much for coming on. Um, one thing we're interested in, and we're always interested in before we dive in to have a chat about the project itself, is to talk a little bit about yourselves. Because um, this is this your first campaign? Yes, it is. Very yeah. first, and we're very excited about it. Good yep. stuff. 
good stuff. But as with all things, we are kind of interested in kind of how you got into the hobby in the first place. So we like, you know, we like to stare back in the breakfast of the morning. <laughs> yeah, no. At, have a look at the lunchtime of the present before we disappear it, off into the dessert and afters of the future. So exactly. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your histories with the hobby? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so we we got into board games a few years ago, just kind of as a hobby. It was something you know we'd have friends over and um, and you know just play games. And I think that one day we just decided that you know what if we just made our own game, you know, just for fun amongst ourselves. And so you know myself, April, and a couple other friends just sat down, and um, it was really just meant for us, just to have a little bit of fun, you know, sitting mm-hmm. around. And, uh, you know, as we got into it, we're like, oh, you know, this is pretty fun. You know, this, this game's great. And, you know, after a little bit more hashing, and then we're like, what if we actually took this to the next step and, and you know, tried to actually produce this and, and, and uh, create a business? Um, and we were all were like, yeah, sure, sounds great. And, you know, we, we designed the game and we got a good product. Every, you know, all of our friends who came over and played it loved it. And then, um, and then we got to the business side. Uh, and yeah. we and we realized how much more uh, you know there was to this whole project than we had initially thought and um, no regrets you know absolutely not we're, we're we're absolutely loving what we're doing we're so happy to be out yeah. here you know reaching out to the community um, but you know it started out as a very casual thing and and we just kind of just grew you know as as friends and as a company I suppose and um, you know now we're we here three days to launch yeah I know it's very exciting. So what kind of games, I mean, as a as a couple, I mean, do you, okay, here we go, do you prefer to play games as a I should really point out that you guys are actually married. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not just a clever, it's not like you met and you said, oh, hi, what's your name? And you went, oh, I'm April Moll. And it's what? Well, that's funny because I'm Derek Moll. Wow. <laughs> that would have been we interesting. We totally got the same surnames. We should really just hang out all the time. Um, you, <laughs> you which is what would happen. <laughs> it would happen in a sitcom. There's bound to be a sitcom out there where folk have kind of ended up getting together because of that. But I mean, um, do you guys do you guys prefer to play in a group of friends, um, or do you prefer, or do you guys just like you know, if Netflix, if nothing is on Netflix, um, do you guys prefer yeah. to like sit down and say, okay, let's have a quick two play two player game or something? Personally, I prefer playing with, um, you know, full four player game um, board games. But, you know, I'm stuck with Derek most of the time. So I kind of have to play two player games. And we do love Wonders. What is it? The Se- Seven Wonders Seven Duel. Wonders Duel. That, that's our that's new one favorite of our, one. Was our, that's one of our favorite two player ones right now. So, so well, you um, mentioned war games. Pardon? Tell me, tell me more war games. I want to hear oh. more. I want to hear oh. more about these war games. Oh, I mean, you know, we if April's go... not getting her voice here at the moment. You know, if she's not getting <laughs> the chance to kind of play her games, I'd like to hear what kind of. I mean, what kind of war games do you like? We we range pretty much all over the place. I mean, we have over a couple hundred games. Um, we are oh, collectors. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. but you know, Twilight Imperium is is a fantastic one. But it's only one we play once every couple months because it's so long. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those is one of those games where you have to plan ahead with your friends and tell them, all right, this day we're going to spend a whole day to uh, uh, to play Twilight Imperium because it's just one of those games that you just have to devote on it. But then again, we have um, other games where, hey, you want to come over and spend like a couple hours playing, I don't know, King of Tokyo or something. So it all depends on our on our moods. But mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, definitely my favorite genre. I know you're going to ask anyway, so I'll just tell you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favorite genre is uh, worker placement and resource management. Yeah. So you yeah. Uh, you have viticulture. Yes. Then. We yeah. love viticulture. Yeah, viticulture is, is an amazing game. We like that one a lot, so... Um, I, I personally prefer the competitive um, kind of strategy games. It's just it just fits my personality. So through the ages, yeah. uh, the Game of Thrones board game is actually incredibly fun as well. Yeah. Um, so you know, like I said, we've got a good collection. I could sit here and talk about all of our games for <laughs> for days. So um, we just love it. Ever, we love all um, games realistically. Have you ever kind of went both went out, kind of, you know, where are you going? I'm going to the I'm going to the mall. Where are you going? I'm going going out here. You ever go both went out and kind of ended up buying both of you the same board game without you just kind of knowing and then presenting it as a surprise and realizing you've both bought each other the same board game kind of thing? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite that story. Um, but I'm going to go okay. ahead and throw April under the bus, and uh, she has definitely ordered multiple copies of the same game. <laughs> that um, was just me. So we we un- I unpackaged the box when it arrives, and I was like, oh, yeah. you know, a- April ordered a game online, cool. And then I, I look, and I'm like, there's two. Why coffee. do we have two copies? <laughs> and she wasn't there at the time, and uh, it was it was a fun conversation when she got home. I honestly, so. <laughs> I, I have no idea what happened, wow. but I was like, oh, this is a cool game. And then it came and I'm like, why did I order two? <laughs> so, one for you and one for me. <laughs> so we've decided it, it's a great gift. Some, yeah, exactly. Sometimes the app or the website doesn't update in time. What game out of interest was it? Was it, it was Har- or... No, Harvest. Oh, it was Harvest, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Harvest. <laughs> By um, TMG. Yeah, it's a great game. It's actually I love it. It's it's one of those games that, um, like I said, we like worker placement. But yeah, um, it's, it's as you quick. know, um, yeah, worker placements tend to take forever because you know all the all the different strategies that you wanted to go, all the routes that you wanted to take. Um, that harvest is actually a really good one because it's it's a quick worker placement and, and mm-hmm. uh, resource management game. But yeah, I ordered two of them. Would you like one? <laughs> Would you like one? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Just you know, send it over in the bus. <laughs> All right. I'll just we'll get it because I always like a good worker placement one. <laughs> it's no, but um, I mean, has it has that made things kind of easier? Because um, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the creators I speak to, um, whether they be content creators or whether they be creating the first kind of Kickstarter project, is is generally I'm doing this with you know I'm doing this by myself, but partner has to be very kind of understanding. So with you guys, has it um, has it brought out? Is it? Do you get points where like you're kind of like you you're spending? Obviously, you're not spending time together during the day. Obviously, unless you're working together in the same business, do you sometimes have to just sit down there and say, right, tonight we're not working on the project. We're just gonna have some you and me time. Just play a normal kind of board game, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. It's um, I mean, I think it just comes with the balance with anything. Uh, you know, once we started the business, like you said, it really became a lot of okay. You know, should we play the, a board game or should we be kind of working and developing our own? Um, we definitely have to set aside time. I mean, you know, personally as well, just between us two um, being married, you know, finding the time to actually sit down and allocate it to just quality time as opposed to work, you know, because yeah. uh, our hobby definitely kind of crosses over and, and overlaps with our business at this point. Um, so separating it, I think, is a necessity at times. Um, you know, a lot of times it overlaps, but being able to just say, we're just playing games, let's just have fun, um, as opposed to, you know, like, oh, what do you think about this? You know, what do you think about that for our game? Um, you know, it's, it's I think it's important. 
um, to be able to not get overwhelmed and kind of kill your own hobby just because it is in essence work for you now. Um, and when you're working on it, do you both decide to work on it at the same time? Or is it yes. a case that one of you kind of disappeared? You generally kind of work together when you are working on the on the game. Um, it depends. Uh, more, most of the time, we do set aside a specific time for everyone, or whenever everyone's free, to come over and talk about the game, all the things that we have to do, or like just mm. sit down and uh, and brainstorm about our next game. But sometimes, at least um, speaking for Derek and I, we have I have some days where I'm doing something else, and then mm-hmm. I have some ideas that would pop up, and I would write them down, and I would kind of work you know work alone and then present it to the table so um it's on and off but most of the time we do we do set a a certain a specific time for work yeah i mean i i think a lot of that is you know one of my um i guess jobs with what we do is i kind of allocate time um you know and say like okay so this needs to be done you know let's meet at this time to talk about it um, and that's where we get a, a majority of our work done, but then there's obviously more work. So that's where I spend a lot of my time kind of saying, okay, well, you know, I'm going to be taking care of this before we meet next week. This needs to be done. Um, April, you do this, Lauren, you need to do that. Um, so it, it, it's a healthy mix, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, I think we, we enjoy getting together as a group of friends, just like we did, you know, a year ago. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty important to us as a company, um, is kind of, enjoying what Keep we do that, yeah so one of the things that scared me in the beginning was you know when you um when you really you when you have a hobby and you really love that hobby and yeah. you wanted to you know i mean it's, i think everyone's dream is to have a job that they you know that pays money for them to do the hobby or something that, that, they, that like, they that they love that yeah. they love and one of the things that I'm I was really scared about was I I am so scared that this whole hobby or this whole company is going to turn my hobby into oh man like I got to go to work or mm-hmm. I got to work on something it's, you know it's going to turn it to something that's not fun so we try to keep that balance and um, just like earlier we said we we certainly set a time aside just to play a game and not talk about the the company at all, um, just to stay sane, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, um, how many rooms of the house have currently got board games in them? Um, we have we, the whole dining room. <laughs> yeah, we we have converted we have converted a um, one of our rooms pretty much strictly uh, to a board game room. It, it is our dining room. It is our dining um, room, and I, I, yeah, it, it's. It's, it's a decent st- sized room that only has board games in it, pretty much. You, you're just eating on the sofa now. It's like if you get guests, <laughs> guests coming around for dinner. And it's exactly. like, oh, we just, should we just make it? No, you can't sit there. That's, that's an expense. That's for board games only. Table. You know what? I know you're joking, but that's actually what's that's, happening. That is, that is pretty much what happens in our house. <laughs> you know, if you, if you know what you love, you just run with it. If you spell a drink on that felt, that takes hours. We do everything we can to make sure that people don't really put any food or oils, especially like on the felt and things. <laughs> We're like, no, 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 no. Go eat on the couch. Go eat on our on our on our couch and our, our carpet. <laughs> oh my god. We'd rather fix that. Yeah, I think it's because we also we have a um a gaming table that one of our friends has made for us. And that friend is out of state, so mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we're trying to like take care of the gaming table as much as we can. Yeah, because that's the first thing that's going to happen. They're going to come back in when they see you, <laughs> and they're going to brush you. They're going to brush you to one side, kneel down next to the table, and go, "You okay?" 
Did they treat you? Did they treat you well? Is this a mark, Derek? Is this a mark? (laughs) What have you done to her? (laughs) Exactly. It's like Lando Calrissian and Han Solo and the Falcon in Return of the Jedi. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. You mean she'll be okay. You, you've taken you, care, right? You can, yeah. I promise, not a scratch. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're, as we're as we're hiding the the large mark on the side of the table, and there's games on top of the oil stains. Oh no! No, no, we don't have any of that. We, we've taken excellent care of her. <laughs> Just in case they're listening. Frantically, <laughs> frantically finding the number for like a French polisher that specializes in game tables, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> only, only the top quality. So do you? I mean, um, that's good though. Because that does that mean that with you having such a, a large game collection, have you been able to kind of review mechanics and you know what kind of works for you as a game? And has that made it easier for you, kind of when you've been designing? You know, are you going to eat that? Is that is that kind of help with that process? Absolutely. Um, as you know, there's four of us in the company. There's Michael, Lauren, myself, and Derek, and we actually all have different kind of genres that we like so when we started creating games we sat down and say well i like this mechanic so i wanted to implement it here and then the other mm-hmm. three would say the same thing well i like this mechanic so we'll put it together so we just kind of like that's, that's a good thing about being so different with the genre is we yeah. create like this one masterpiece for us um where it it kind of involves every single thing it kind of touches every single um itch that we have <laughs> right yeah it's it's i mean i think that that was a big part of you know when we were designing i mean you could look at any game and once we started developing we you know even whenever we're playing games like my favorite like through the ages i'm like oh you know this reminds me of this game or oh this is like this mechanic is like that game and uh so we kind of just took that to the next level and you know we took all of our favorite pieces put it together and we ended up with um you know a very unique and, and very fun game we love it What's um, Lauren's favorite genre games? She loves hidden movement games. Does she? she? Yeah, she loves Letters to Whitechapel. Letters to Whitechapel is amazing. Yes, and then I don't know if you've ever played uh, Ninja. Oh, Ninja is fantastic. It's it, I think that's a hidden gem that not too many people um, know about. Yeah. Yeah, but nin- Ninja is one of my more favorite uh, hidden movement games as I well. I love that game. Yeah. I take it she's not a fan of elimination games, so she ends up sitting at the side for like hours at a time while they're <laughs> playing and i think so, none of us yeah i think none of us are, are actually a fun fan of those kind of games where it's, it's okay i mean the only the only thing with those is typically <laughs> you end up you know whoever gets eliminated just they go and do their own thing while we finish out the yeah. game so it, they're fun in their own right but not necessarily it doesn't give the result that we like yeah. i'm obviously still feeling really bad that she's currently not on the show but she is kind of in the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. She she doesn't mind too much, so we'll be filling her in. She'll listen to the podcast, and, and she's gonna love all this commentary from you later. Oh, so, okay, okay, Lauren, I'm really sorry. I'm gonna send you an apologetic email. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, but then, okay. So, I mean, this is the thing because you've got you've obviously gone from the collection, and you mentioned earlier on that what you in the summary part you kind of mentioned that what you did is you kind of got together. Um, putting together kind of some ideas and, and you kind of came up with, well, you know, let's do something ourselves, kind of that kind of direction. What kind of, what kind of forced that? I mean, you, you've got obviously, I'm assuming that you have played every single game that you have in your collection then. Was it boredom that made you want to get out of your game? I mean, um, I, th- I think it was, it was really just, 
it was just fun. I mean, it, it was interesting. We were playing, I think we were playing Werewolf that night. I don't know if you're familiar with that game. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we had a good group of friends, like 13, 14 people. It was a good night. And then uh, it kind of wound down. There's three or four of us left, you know, mine and April's home and then a couple of friends. And, uh, you know, and, and it was just like, I don't exactly know how it came up, but we just decided, oh, you know, what if we just kind of put some things together and made our own game and just played it amongst ourselves for fun? You know, we thought we'd spend an hour messing around drawing on some flashcards and and then playing (laughs) a game. Um, And, and, you know, and and then, like I said, it just really developed from this kind of casual, like, oh, let's just do this real quick and have fun with it for the rest of the night uh, to... Oh, okay, this is fun. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we should we should actually hash this out and then send it to a you know a prototype. We we worked with Game Crafter, and yeah. uh, you know, and then we and then we got to see that, and then we're like, oh, this is we, this is going to be a thing. You know, we we want to make this a thing and kind of share ide- our idea with everybody. I think that you know, as a company, we all decided that we love games, and it's not about getting rich, although we would love that. Um, please support us. But uh, you know, but it was really about. You know, we love this game. We designed it, and uh, and we wanted to share it with everybody. You know, we wanted to get it out there, and it was that's where it developed. Derek, was that a charity? Was that the charity shout out? Pledge, a little bit. <laughs> you know, you fit it in where you can. <laughs> Derek, is, Derek is thirty two. Derek is thirty two, and as a struggling um, volleyball coach, he really needs help taking his life in a new direction. Cardboard is now his way. Can I? But can you can, I, can, you I can that and use that. <laughs> you can help Derek reach his goal by texting, by texting card to seven one eight two four, pledge ten dollars a day, and let Derek reach his carport dream. That is oh my gosh! You know, I, I don't know if I'm, you I'm guys. Crop that. I know. I don't know if you guys have these. Like so here in America, we have these. Um, uh, what is sure. it? Commercials. Oh, they're brutal. Uh, about um, you know, like what is it called? Like shel- dog they, shelters. They make like, you feel about as guilty as you can. Yes. Exactly. So we would crop whatever you just said, put it on a video, and just put Derek's face with like a really sad puppy face, and yeah. and we'll go from there. And I'll just be kind of holding the game in front of me, just really sad, you know. <laughs> It's, you know, I, I think it'll, it'll be great. It'll I think be great. You have to set off the scene. You have to set off the scene is that you you are going for um, you're going for a strike in volleyball to <laughs> score the winning point, and you mess that. You fall like that wrestler did. <laughs> and, and I'm just laying on the ground like everybody's already ground. left the gym. Everybody's and left everybody the gym. Everybody's just, just looking me. at you, and you're just looking. You're shaking your head. You pick up the volleyball, and it's you know there's a tear in it, and it's broken. And you that's, oh. your last, that's your last. Oh that's your that's your last volleyball, and you're going home, and it's like Wilson out of Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> It's just you sitting there now, you've drawn a face because you're trying to hold on to this volleyball for as long as possible. And then it cues the music, which is Bridge Over Troubled Water, and then we bring... <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> we bring, we bring, we bring, right, in, we bring in the vocals. That's pretty good. Sounds like a plan. Let's this, do that. this is now a fun side project. I, I don't know if you've realized what you've started. We'll, we'll be sending you a video, a video in the email soon. That will be a, that will be a perfect Kickstarter video. For what? I think, for our I game! Think, you just don't want somebody sitting sitting there and just like going, you know, hi, we're the creators of Are You Gonna Eat Dead? And let me tell you why you should be back in the game. Yeah. You're taking Kickstarter to the next level. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's that's what everybody says about Kickstarter videos. You know, they're fairly dull. It's kind of a really surprised person sitting in front of the camera. 
<laughs> for the first time. No, exactly. I, I think we spent we spent a decent amount of time in our video, and we, we actually love our Kickstarter video. It's a little animated short, and I think it's it's really fun. So I think it'll hopefully captivate people as opposed to boring them. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it sounds good, Derek, but this could be better. I'm oh, I, I'm with you. No, I'm Absolutely. completely with you. We have two days to figure this out. We'll put it together. <laughs> we, could, we could get, I mean, you could, Monday, I think, tomorrow, I think after the show, you've got, still got plenty of time because you're, you know, you're, you're PST, so you've still got the rest of the day. You could get this nailed. I could, we could cut out the voiceover, everything, everything could be, could be done. But, <laughs> with, okay, oh. with you, with you having the light, you didn't have no idea the direction this conversation was going. I did say to you at the top before we spoke that oh, this the- could go anywhere at all. And you were like, no, it's not. And it is, it has. <laughs> it <But> has. <laughs> when, you're, when you're sitting around with your board game collection, what makes you decide? I mean, did you take elements, you know, and are you going to eat that? Let's let's kind of jump into the, you know, tw- twenty six minutes. Still haven't talked about the game, but <laughs> um, but let's let's talk about the game because what made you decide from you know you're saying like worker placement, April saying kind of war games, um, you know, what's you know what made you decide? Well, actually, was it just the culmination of that kind of that night where everybody kind of sat around and had a muck around that that it came from there? And did you decide to use anything else from any of the other genres that you'd played in kind of are you gonna eat that we i know we definitely have i just can't pinpoint anymore what games we got it from there's just so many Mm -hmm. um different games that we were when we brainstormed it's like oh what about um this kind of mechanic for from this game or what about this kind of mechanic um but yeah, we just kind of like picked and choose what we think would work with the game the best. And um, I can't pinpoint to you what games they I, are. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm kind of with her because I know we pulled from quite a few games. Um, yeah. I can I can definitely pinpoint one that stuck with me. And like this is coming from somebody who you know has a couple hundred games. Uh, you know, we played Twilight Imperial for eight hours. I remember pulling from Sorry. Uh, you know, that the game <laughs> that we played as kids with the family. And I just remember being like, you know what I loved about Sorry was that I could kind of say, you know, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna curse, but you know, screw you, mom, and 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 send her back to her <laughs> start not, w- without getting in trouble. Cursing at your mother. No, never. <laughs> I'm not gonna never. curse. Screw <laughs> but you, I, mom. I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being so happy that I could kind of get back at her for whatever it was that you know I had to clean my room that day when I was a kid or whatever, and I'm like, oh, sorry, you have to go back to start. You have um, to go back to your and, room. And yeah, you have to go back to your room, and then I got sent to my room. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I remember actually pulling that for the game, because I was like, I want you know an aspect of me able to kind of mess with your friends or family, and be like, oh, it's just a part of the game. I had no control of it. I'm so sorry. When in meanwhile, it was pretty spiteful. And, you know, it, we all know it's spiteful, but you have a great cover. So <laughs> we have, I, I do remember um, also one of the mechanics that we have that we pulled from some or some other game is actually the one of the, the stealing aspect of our game. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys have, uh, um, it's it's like Christmas, uh, what is it? Like a gift. A white elephant. Ex- yeah, gift exchange game. It's called White Elephant, where. Um, Everybody brings, you know, um, gift, put it under the tree, and then it has a number in it, and then you pick a number, and whatever number you are, if you're number one, then you get to choose first. Whatever you want out of all the, the gifts under the tree. And um, the aspect of that game that we, we took was 
you, the gift can only be stolen twice. Once it's stolen the second time, it's yeah. locked in. So you're you're stuck with that gift. So it's kind of like what well, that's what we did with our with our foods when with the stealing oh. aspect of our food. Mm-hmm. You know, like if Derek takes a bite of his pizza, so that's like half, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, it was. It's half eaten, basically. Half eaten. But so once it's taken twice, it's... once it's taken twice, it's either he just shoved the whole thing in his mouth, or I take it and I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we don't have the white elephant thing in Scotland round about Christmas time. We do have shoplifting though, which is no. a little bit more fun and involves a little bit more kind of more exercise. Basically. I think. I would love. <laughs> you to elaborate that because here shoplifting involves jail time um. <laughs> no and here it still involves like a gentle clip around the ear and you have to take your shampoo that you've stolen back to like the drugstore basically oh, so it's still kind of it's still Christ- kind of a lot it's, it's still it, yeah, it still happens you get you know it still happens people with like really big plastic bags and they walk into one place and they're empty and they walk out again and they're kind of full you know, it's all just it's all just a bit it's just a bit of fun. If shoplifting isn't fun, I'm not I'm not condoning theft of any kind. Um but it's fun. Oh but you're um, bridging the line. You're getting very close to the line very of condoning close. it. <laughs> there's no line. I can oh, there's no no line. line. I could edit out this if I want. Well, that's that's the nice part. Or you're shoplifting, so there's no line. Have you, you have you said it instead, you know. So there's a whole there's a whole different way of doing this. What's the basic mechanics behind the game? Let's jump jump into the actual mechanics. If I have got, I've opened up my box of Are You Gonna Eat That? What am I expecting when I'm going to be playing it? Yeah, um, so I guess in a very basic way, our game is about eating as much food as you can to get as many points. Um, you know, the person who ate the most food uh, wins at the end. So it's played over three rounds of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and we have, you know, every single card is different and unique. Um, so... I don't know if you've played uh, like Dixit where you find a card and you're like, oh, I've never seen this card. It's so cool. I think you kind of get that feel for our game and and we really like that. We were really excited when we were with the full, you know, every card is unique and different. And um, so once you kind of delve into each round, you know, you kind of have this hand of cards that you can kind of choose to play on on whoever's playing with you. Um, You can play your food in front of you or steal from your mates or, you know, turn loss them by, um, you know, maybe, you know, they have to, they get sick and they have to run, you know, out of the out of the diner. So they get turn lost and things like that. Um, so once you get into it, it becomes a very um, a very cutthroat game. <laughs> you know, you have your own food and you're trying to protect it, while at the same time, uh, you know, you're also trying to steal other people's food, and um, it just creates a very fun atmosphere. I think every play test we've had. Uh, starts out a little bit slow as every game does when somebody is learning it but by the time yeah. it gets to lunch for their first game you know they're throwing cards at each other or the plates and they're like oh you, you know you're stealing from me or it's it is very fun for us to watch even on the outside as well as to play um you know so it just gets it gets everybody involved it's it's a pretty fun game so has it, has it been kind of cool through the play testing i mean have you found people have picked it up quite quite easily once they have got into it and it sounds like uh, it's been a fairly kind of enjoyable experience yeah i think i think people usually pick it up pretty quick i, I don't think that somebody has played through it and um not really understood something at the end uh you know in the beginning there were definitely some rule discrepancies so you know people are like oh what does this mean what does that mean and that's where 
you know, actually learning how to write a rule book properly was was the toughest part, I think, for myself and Lauren, who worked on the rule book. Because um, we wrote down everything, all the information's there, but then mm. getting somebody to understand it, you know, their first read through and assuming we weren't there to help, their, you know, to hold their hand to teach them the game. Yeah. Um, making sure that people understood the game properly was a big challenge. So in the beginning, it was a little bit rough, um, you know, but I think we've hashed everything out and it's it's pretty clear and people get it, you know, by the end of the first round. You know, the game takes about 30 to 40 minutes to play. Um, we can burn through a game in 15 minutes, as but we've been playing it quite a few, you know, for a while. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, people pick it up pretty quick, I would say now. Was it, um, I guess, was it, when you got to a stage with the game, did you did you get to a point where you were stripping stuff out of the game at all? I mean, and the the temptation is again, it goes back to kind of like the genres that you you've played yourself. Did you is the final version that you've ended up is that pretty close to what you started off with, or have you did you add in additional stuff that you the end took out because it kind of didn't work in playtesting at all? Yeah. Um... I think I think that's going to come through with anybody you know who maybe listen that wants to design games or at least you know have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to kind of just hardline you know, to just cut or add. Um, you know, we had a very clear idea of what we wanted, and I think we actually came pretty close to what it was that we wanted in the beginning. Um, but there's definitely some rules that were added where I don't think we ever thought about adding them. But for example, our, our empty plate tokens. Um, weren't initially in the game and they only mm. got added you know, a couple months ago or a little bit longer, like four or five months ago so about halfway through the project um, and since the addition you know, the game is much smoother and, and we're very happy that we did it, but it really comes down to a lot of playtesting, so um, you know, we're like, okay, let's take this out, and then we play it 20 times and then go, okay you know, that's not good, you know, or oh, we need to put it back in um, but overall, I think in the end, we came pretty close to our initial idea. You know, everybody kind of got what they wanted out of the game. And yeah. I guess at the end of the day, you know, we enjoy the game. And everybody we've seen that have played it has enjoyed the game, except for one test group. Just one. They were not happy about it. <laughs> but they, they, they had a rough time understanding the rule book, and they were They're so difficult. Mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the only, that's the only uh, isolated incident, you know. So in terms of statistics, we're doing all right. When you go, I mean, when you're going into this, um, when you're going into this April and to the design side side of things, do you have ideas for kind of like expansions and you know Absolutely. additional cards and stuff like things <laughs> like that? I mean, have you already got kind of like that in the background? Because I take it you're thinking when you're thinking we're going to kickstart this, you must be thinking kind of potential stretch goals. So is that part of the design process as well? Is it a case of do you think as expansions as an addition to the game that is just there and if, if you need to run with it, then you can run with it, but it's not going to worsen the game if you kind of don't have it? Yeah, so that's okay. That's one of the biggest things that um, we don't want to do. Um, there's, uh, you know, there's some games on Kickstarter where they have the stretch goals and they have um, Kickstarter exclusives that changes the game and you... You know, like if you miss a Kickstarter, then there's no way for you to get that, you know, extra stuff that will change the game for you. So we're trying to avoid that. We don't want to add anything on the game that will completely change the mechanic or completely change the play style. So yeah. as far as um, extra cards, promo cards and things like that, we're still talking about it, but we don't have anything set yet. But as far as um, expansions, we're definitely 
have some ideas for later. Um, but first, we wanted to see how people are going to react to the game. Um, we definitely are a company of, we're listeners. We love listening to people's feedback and then grow and learn from there. So instead of us, like, you know, uh, refining or, or even coming up with like a, a specific expansions now we wanted to get the game out there first and see what the game or what the people what players think about and and listen to their feedback and from there we'll go on but we're definitely for the expansions we were thinking of um cultured food like cultural so mm-hmm. right now we have the what is it like a, kind of like a basic um it, it kind of actually is a range of it, a lot of foods it, yeah it's a, yeah. it's a range of very a lot of very common food that you will find in a lot of common restaurants um but as far as expansions we were thinking maybe we can add some mediterranean or greek mm-hmm. food or or um right yeah or asian cuisine and stuff like that yeah 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 so is it kind of like american diner type stuff that you're kind of you've got just now then yes Um, yeah in in some ways yeah i think you know even then we reach out to you know a couple other dishes like curries um Mm -hmm. you know so i I think we actually have a decent range you know fortunately so uh but overall i would say you know 98 percent of the food you would find at an american diner or something so or some american restaurant here okay is there um dishes that you've put in there that kind of mean something to people in the group I mean, um, yeah. Pizza. <laughs> pizza, my goodness. A lot of, lot of late nights with pizza. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I, other than card design, so I know I mentioned, you know, that we have 150 unique cards, 50 cards per breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And um, so in regards to that, I think that one of the most fun parts, I think that I always love looking back on and things is um, just the design. Like, okay, this is an, are you going to eat that card? So I'll kind of give a, one of the cards is fun, you know, where you have that kind of the long tables that you can think of for like, you know, the old days where they're sitting at like a long table and um, one person is texting the other person on the far side of the table and they're saying, <laughs> are you going to eat that? Um, and it, it's just kind of this funny, you know, unique little way of, of uh, trying to steal somebody's food in a way, I guess. And um, so other than the unique card design, uh, you know, it's that's really where I think we had the most fun as a group and yeah. really enjoy and kind of look at it and say, oh, I remember coming up with that idea. You know, that was funny. And oh, remember when we tried this card and it just looked horrible once we did the art, yeah. <laughs> um, things like that. We so definitely had those. Yeah. Was it, um, I mean, you've got the game designed, OK, and the game's out for playtesting play and everything seemed kind of like positive and nice and good and everything like that. How much of a culture shock was it turning this from being an idea that you had playtested into actually approaching the business side of it? Because I know, look at it this way, I've, I, I guess I speak to um, a lot of um, companies that are doing their projects and have done for a, a, you know, a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, is the business aspect has that been something that's you know that's that's also has potentially been a bigger learning curve than putting the game together itself? Oh my gosh, absolutely! Derek is the one that's going to be giving you all the details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I actually um, am the designated CEO, and you know it doesn't mean much other than when there's a big decision, usually I take care of it. Um, so business law, that's right up my alley. Um, yeah. and you know, I, I would say that initially getting into it, um, you know, I, I, I think that it's not that it was more, you know, we didn't bite off more than we could chew, but 
uh, we were pretty close. <laughs> so we didn't realize, I think we came into it with a very naive mind of, oh, you know, this can't be too bad. Um, and after looking into things and doing a lot of research and a lot of research, uh, we just decided, you know, like, okay, let's, if we're going to do this, let's go about it the right way, you know? So I would say if we just kind of decided to just launch our game on Kickstarter, I, I don't think the business side would be too bad. Um, but we did a lot of research, you know, I don't know if you have heard of the game Exploding Kittens. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Most, no, most likely. Me think so. It's, it's, yeah. it's one of the bigger ones for sure, uh, on Kickstarter at least. And I know we had gotten a chance to actually speak, you know, in a conference with the designers of that game. And I know they had mentioned um, that they were actually, you know, um, you know, they mentioned they had gotten sued for, or not sued, sorry, excuse me. Uh, they had uh, copyrights. So people in China were producing their game uh, without their permission. And so they didn't have anything legal set up, uh, which kind of ended up being very difficult for them to kind of get their IP back, their intellectual property back, and and kind of fight that case from from these Chinese uh, copywriters, uh, yeah. or excuse me, counterfeiters, not copywriters. And you know, so that was something that we kind of saw, and that's just one small example, you know, of okay, well, let's make sure that we're covered here, and then establishing a business. And um, I know when we ship to the EU and things, there are different safety requirements for our box and. Um, different labels that we need. So a lot of that, it's really just comes down to the research. Lots I wouldn't research, say it's yeah. not necessarily hard. It's just it's just a lot of time kind of putting it's, into it and yeah. making sure you do things it's right. It's not hard, but definitely what I personally, what I think the hardest part of it is researching for something you don't know what you're researching about. That's one of the things that was mm-hmm. really hard for me because when um, when we were looking up, okay, how do we actually go about creating this game and you know producing it and and sending it to all uh, different countries? Well, I have we have to we have to follow certain rules and things like that, but we don't really know what we're looking into. Like, what are we actually looking for? Yeah. Um, so that's one of the hardest things, but definitely, like he said, it's not hard. It's just a lot of research, a lot of time you put into, it, and obviously, you make sure you get the right um, information online. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I know. I I deal with. Um, I help. Um, I help new businesses with product launches on marketplaces, and I think there's. <clears throat> I think there's all. It's. It can be a mountain to climb in terms of. You know, somebody saying to me, well, I'm going to go and sell in America. And it's like, brilliant. You realize you'll need to look at your potential trademark that you've got. But I've got one for the EU. No, you'll need to look at the one for the the US just in case. So you can Mm -hmm. just kind of guarantee it. You need to make sure you've got, you know, your... Make sure you've got kind of that. You need to make sure you're not... um, Somebody else hasn't taken your name in another yeah. country as well which can be you know which can be kind of like a big a big kind of thing thing to go and then you've got things like your um your shipping and your logistics and stuff like that and all of these things are services that will cost you money and they're all going to kind of chip away at the kind of the end result of you exactly. i mean your profit line let's face it i mean you could a lot of people you can go for the glory and say i'm making this kickstarter game because i want to make a game idea but you obviously a lot of people go into Kickstarter with an idea that to say it's going to cost this X amount of money to make the game and to get it out there. But obviously I'd like to potentially make some money from this so I can put it into kind of like the next, the next, the next game, kind of the, next project. the next project as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, in terms of you, you know, that you got the law. I mean, you've got the law side kind of sorted out. The design side of things are kind of sorted out. 
when it came to like the the media and the the kind of the noise and everything like that, and you know, you, you obviously had Lo- Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Going <laughs> to do that. Um, I mean, again, I mean, you're not Simon. So when you looked at that, was again that kind of like a, a pretty big minefield to go into? Did you decide no, we're just going to approach it how we would approach everything and everything else? Let's just kind of do it methodically as we can. I think that you definitely you know kind of brought up as we you know the elephant in the room for us. It, it the marketing I think is the biggest challenge for us. Um, you know, none of us have really done anything and tried to kind of get our idea out to people. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I, you know, you hear about and you know, is you could have an amazing product. You know, you could have just the best board game that was ever, you know, undisputable. And then if you don't know how to market, you're not going to do well at all. And, uh, or you could have a horrible product, but if you're very good at marketing, you're going to look like you did just amazing. You know, you're going to, you're going to pull in all the money and you did great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think the marketing definitely has been the biggest struggle for us. Lauren has been just fantastic on, on working all of that. Um, she's done so much research. Her and uh, April both actually have spent a lot of time um, kind of looking into that stuff. And uh, I mean, we all have, but them specifically. And I still That's don't. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I still don't know that we've reached, you know, the amount that we would like, but it's never enough, you know, with the marketing. And that's kind of where it comes down to is. If we reached a million people, okay, fantastic. Uh, but, you know, we would always want to just get our game out there. And, and it's just tough. It's it's definitely the hardest part for us. Yeah, especially um, <laughs> um, we're hermits. And um, we <laughs> yes, only, yes, we like, literally, we, we're, we're board gamers. And we're not very big on social media. We're not the kind of people that would sit on our phones and just constantly, like, scroll through social media and stuff like that. So to start our social media following, it was, it was pretty rough for us. But... We're learning. There's definitely a learning curve, but yeah. we're, we're doing well, I think. Yeah, I think uh, I, we're up to, I think, over a thousand followers on our Twitter and Instagram. And it's, um, and for us, that's a huge win, considering literally none of us even had, you know, a Twitter or anything like that yeah. before we decided that we wanted to start, you know, PRing and reaching out to people. Um, and once again, that's where, you know, Lauren and April have just taken charge of that. And uh, that's, <laughs> she's gonna keep chiming in um, and, every you know, single they, time. Yeah, <laughs> she should and, get five. She should get five minutes at the end where we should get her on and just, she could just say hello. Yeah. We could just tell her how great way. she is. Thank you. Yeah, we could just tell her how great she is for about five <laughs> minutes, and she'll be that. she'll be very happy. Um, and uh, you know, so but they've done a great job at, at learning how, and it, it's that learning curve. You know, it started out really rough, and then as they went on, they're like, okay, you know, this is how we manage it. This is how we get involved with the community, and people respond well when we do this, not so much when we do that. And, um, you know, it's keeping track of all that, charts, and, you know, what are we doing, where and when. Um, we just try to be as organized as possible yeah. things, and it seems to work out that way. But, hey, you know what's going to be exciting? For our next project... It might not be the smoothest thing ever, but it will be much, much smoother and it will be a lot easier for us. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely gave us a lot of challenges in the beginning, but I know it's, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of upfront work and then, um, you'll definitely run into hiccups, you know, that you didn't run into in previous campaigns, even if it's your 20th campaign. And, um, you know, but I think the first one is the hardest one, but if we, we all decided, you know, when it was getting hard and we kind of sat down to talk about, do we really want to do this? Um, which was a very brief conversation, you know, it was like, yes, we do. It's just, um, you know, we just need to put in the work. 
Uh, and now that we've done a lot of the upfront work, I think we feel pretty comfortable with launching, actually. Um, the anxiety is still there just because it's like, oh, it's how, how are we going to do? It's yeah. our first game. Yeah. And I hope that never, never goes away because that's kind of the exciting part. That's the exciting part, exactly. Um, you know, so that's where we're at with it. It's... Do, you, do you think that with the landscape of Kickstarter changing, that Kickstarter itself should consider changing? And what I mean by that is that there should almost be almost like a... Okay, there's a mechanic in an awful lot of games where the strongest player starts last. Mm-hmm. Yeah? The, yes. Person yes. With the, the person with the most currently, the most victory points is the person that automatically takes turns last in the game. Do you think, do you think it would be more helpful if Kickstarter recognized that the landscape within itself has changed and it should maybe look upon the new guys that have started and are actually trying to kickstart their company and maybe is it i mean should they or or, or am i good well these guys have built up their success so they should still have as i'm not talking from a coverage point of view i'm talking from there's a there's project we love badges that kind of go out there Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like, you know, um, highlighted, almost like highlighted games and where they appear on the searches. Um, do you, th- I mean, as a new, does I don't expect you to, I expect you to say, listen, I'm not answering that question. You know, I you <laughs> wire in for this. Let but. me have Lauren answer that question. I'm just okay. kidding. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm joking. No. Um, but do, do you, I mean, do you think that maybe Kickstarter should consider how it deals with newer companies um, rather than be... Rather than be, we are the platform for you to try and get crowdfunding to say, guys, we're making a lot of money now, so let's, you know, let's look at how we can potentially help newer businesses come on. Because look at it this way, right? You guys do really well, and you fund, and everything's brilliant. And then what you do is you do project number two, and that funds. You do project number five, six, 12, 15. You get to project probably number sixteen. You decide you're actually you've got enough stuff behind you could to go down the kind of the self-published route to go through distributors and everything like that. But you always kind of have that start at the beginning. Would it helpful if Kickstarter recognizes that you might be that type of business and maybe share a little bit more love? I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's it. That's a pretty simple question, I guess, from our standpoint. Of it would be amazing if we had more opportunities as a kind of first publisher or you know new publisher. Um, but I can, yeah, get, yeah. Maybe if they gave us extra spotlight, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but although, to be honest, um, you know, coming from the business standpoint, you know, what I manage and everything. I don't think it's very realistic, unfortunately. Uh, maybe they could do some small offerings. You know what I mean? Um, uh, maybe like a little bit of extra PR or discounted rates, maybe. Um, but other than that, I think that Kickstarter probably has a lot on their plate. I mean, seeing how much that we do here, and there's only four of us. You know, we're not a huge company. Um, yeah. I can only imagine the amount of data you know that they have to collect and then run through and then choose how to do that and. Uh, they're running I know they do ads and um, I think it's a it would be a big thing to ask um, you know so from a business standpoint I think it'd be pretty tough for them to do something like that um, and do it ethically and not you know kind of pick and choose um, whereas yeah, I suppose you know but as a but as a board game group I mean for us if we're just talking about our business um, you know I'll sit here and say yes 
Kickstarter should offer something for us. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, w- I would love nothing more than to have a discounted rate on ads or some front page time guaranteed and things like that. Yeah. Um, they definitely, I, I do kind of like some of the things they do. You know, if we fund X amount of our goal within the first X amount of time, uh, you know, we will get a spot on the front page or things like that. And I think that's very exciting. And it kind of gives you this kind of, uh, this goal to reach for. You know, it's like, oh, we want this. So let's do everything we can. And it's a motive, it's a driving factor that, whether they did it intentionally or not, um, you know, us being a new group, we're like, we want to hit that goal. You know, we, we want to hit this because if we do this, Kickstarter is going to offer that. Um, so I think they do offer some things that are a little bit more hidden. Like you wouldn't necessarily see them and say, oh, that's super beneficial for new companies or whatever it is. Um, but it, there's definitely goals and things that we could take advantage of. Um, whether they're meant for us or not, there are things that we could take advantage of as a newer company. Do you think the psychology of being funded as a game is forcing people to drive down their funding goals unnecessarily? Yeah. As in, I see a lot of businesses, and I see it now funded in the first eight minutes, funded in the first eight hours, funded mm-hmm. in the first eight days. I see still the guys that are, we have 30 days to fund this, so we're perfectly happy that we're at, you know, 78% on day 15. Why is, you know, why is the kind of the rush? And in some places it's kind of, it's becoming like, uh, is there something wrong with this game that it's not funding in the first kind of eight hours kind of thing, which is a strange situation yeah. to kind of mm-hmm. be in. Yeah. Um, I think it definitely uh, makes makes a difference for, there's, like you said, there's that psychology where if you find a game... I mean, and it, it, it funded the first six hours or something. There's, you're going to think there's got to be something really good about that game or that company. Let me, let me get on that, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it definitely makes you want to back them. Um, from a business standpoint, I mean, you know, choosing our funding goal, you know, what, what our actual goal is to basically get the game produced and things. Um, I, I know we started out, lower you know what i mean for that reason of oh well if we just get funded you know then we're happy we got our game out there um you know and then as we look into pricing and shipping which is probably the second biggest challenge uh and that's only because we haven't necessarily hit it yet um is uh you know it it, it's like okay well we have to raise the price okay well we have to raise the price and i think that's something that a lot of and myself included when i would back projects and things it's not something i necessarily thought of um you know, is, is like, oh, you know, this game is charging, you know, this amount. Like, don't you think it's a little bit much for what they're offering? And now that we're in it, it's like, oh, I completely understand. And, and it's something that as a consumer, it's so hard to understand without doing your own research. Um, is that yeah. where we set yeah. our goal is very specific. You know, we, we, we want to get as low as possible so we can get our game out there. And yet we have to do what we have to do to make sure that we're not taking a huge hit as a company. Um, you know, financially wise. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, if you produce your game over a certain period of the year, that potentially is going to hit when the shipping companies put in their annual percentage price raise. Mm-hmm. You know, there's <laughs> there's other kind of geographical things that can be happening across the world that can lower and increase kind of uh, exchange rates and stuff like that as well. Right. But I was just interested as a first time, as I say, as a first time kind of um, designer, um if you had kind of taken the kind of that psychology of the funding into account and then had it raised questions as to whether or not you had decided to maybe go for a slightly lower stretch goal just to have the funded 
um, they kind of have the funded badge on the campaign. I've seen mm-hmm. it backfire. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've, exactly. seen, oh, yeah I, I've seen a, I've seen rerun campaigns with a much lower kind of uh, funding goal, and they've just scraped in that funding goal in kind of like the last couple of hours, and it's made me wonder. Are you gonna have to be dipping into the back pocket and this you know, yeah. is the piggy bank gonna get broken in order to kinda of make the game you know, in order to make the kind of game work, I guess. Right. Um Is there a big box game coming from Bermuda? And where's the name co- let's okay, stop the question. Where did the name come from? <laughs> it's actually it's so Derek and I used to live in a uh, uh, in a street called Bermuda Street, and we live off of um, pretty much the end of the, the of the street. So when we were co- and then we used to meet over there um, every night to talk about the game, the business, and all that stuff. So when we were thinking about uh, a company name, we said, "Well, why don't we do Bermuda's End?" Um, because it fits perfectly. That's pretty much like our meeting point. That's where we play games all the time and and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So we're sounded like, oh, cool. yeah, perfect. Bermuda's <laughs> end. It sounded cool. When we actually took the legal action to copyright or trademark it, um, we learned that you cannot uh, use a, a... Like a location. Like a location. Or country or... Location, a name of a country or anything like that as a company name. So Bermuda is not available for us. So, um, so so we have a fun story. This is where the story picks up. <laughs> this is actually so um, it was it was actually Derek's dad was Derek's dad was around when we were talking about it, and he just kind of pitched in jokingly, and he said, "Why don't you guys make it Bermuda's end, and it's M O O instead of M U, so Bermuda, and our logo would be." I don't know if um, if you remember, but our logo is a cow showing I'm, its I'm bum. I'm looking at yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> looking at that, and I'm just I'm just kind of wondering what's. I'm kind of a bit. There's a bit of fear here because I'm wondering if. <laughs> Perfect. I'm wondering if that's potentially about to go off. <laughs> fear, fear sticks. So that's yeah, good. so we 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 kept the Bermudas end, and because it's M O O, then it's a cow and an end, and it's, so it's we, bum. So we have the cow kind of looking over its shoulder at at the photo, and it, we thought I, it was very it. funny. I and get clever. it. It's still very very scary. I'm just saying that there's any time <laughs> because it looks like it's got a glint in its eye. It's like if you come closer, this is all. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh well i mean you know what they say if, if you can get something to stick in somebody's head you've done your job so it doesn't stick in my hair best <laughs> <laughs> oh. of luck with that <laughs> but that's definitely yeah we love it we love our logo <laughs> yeah it's it's something we are we've actually named the cow um it's burmy uh, that's the name of the cow and you know, it's our mascot hey, burmy yeah, hey, Barney. So, we had, um, one of the, actually the fun things that we're doing on our on our uh, Kickstarter campaign is you know one of the options allows you to get uh, like a handcrafted miniature. Um, April, as well as a couple other friends, are fantastic, amazing artists. Um, Thank you. One of, <laughs> oh, there we go again. She's that's me. Um, that's me. And uh, you know, and so one of our things that you can kind of acquire is a little handcrafted miniature of Burmy um, from one of our friends who does very good sculptures and. Um, so we thought it was cool. We just thought that you know, if we were going to become a big company, that's, that's something that somebody might be excited to have. Um, cer- certainly, we're going to be having one. I mean, that's kind of a given. We're, we're definitely making ourselves one. So um, it's just kind of cool. It's our little mascot. I'm going to raise a cow in my backyard. No oh boy, it's an ongoing conversation. I, I'll probably I have a question related to that, but we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> have you decided on prices? 
Yes, we have. Yeah. Um, can you tell me those prices? <laughs> well, absolutely. No. I mean, it's it, it's not. I don't think it's going to be changing <laughs> within the next couple of days. So, um, our our base game is going to be uh, offered for twenty five dollars, um, and that comes with you know all of your plate tokens, uh, one hundred fifty unique art cards, um, and it's basically a pocket sized um, game. So it's easy to kind of take out to lunch and I don't know if we're the only ones that do this, but oftentimes we'll go out to sit and eat and um, we'll bring a game. We'll sit out in front of us. So that's something that our game can kind of do while we're waiting for our food. Um, so it's for what it offers. We think it's, you know, about where it should be with price um, with all the unique and the amount of cards that you kind of are getting from it. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that's where we're at. And for everyone we've asked, it, it fits with um, our test groups and things like that. They basically actually ranged it themselves about in there. It was one of the biggest when we, we when we brought the um, the playtest copy in Gen Con last year. Uh, a lot of the people who playtested the games, when we asked how are they picturing this game, like what kind of box or what kind of presentation, a lot of them, I would say ninety percent of them, were actually the ones who said. You know, I would back this game if if it's pocket size, if it's something that I can just toss in my bag and bring it anywhere and mm-hmm. easy setup and yeah. stuff like that. So we definitely went with that route because that's what we want our game to be. Yeah. And and with that kind of comes that, you know, twenty, twenty five dollar range. Um and okay. once again it's not I wanna stress and this is just because of who we want to portray ourselves as a company. It's not about, you know, getting rich. We're not upmarking where we're at. It's it, you know, we think it's a very fair price uh for what is offered and things like that. So that sounds good. We, we want to reach it out to everybody else or get our game to everybody we can. Okay. Um, if people have listened along to tonight um, and said, okay, I want to get involved in this, where can we find you on the interweb nets? Okay. We do have a website. It's bermudagames.com. That's B-E-R-M-O-O-D-A games.com. Under that, you would find a little bit more information about the designers, about our future games, but um, especially, are you going to eat that? You will You will be able to sign up for newsletters um, for future games or for, for are you going to eat that? And uh, we are set to launch in Kickstarter on May 1st, so be sure to check that out. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and it's under Bermuda Games. Again, that's B E R M O O D A Games. So yeah, we everything's out there. So cool. Okay, one more question. Okay. Yep. Oh no. Make it a good one. Oh no. April. Okay, has got her wish, and she's now got a cow out in your back garden. Okay. That cow, for whatever reason has decided it's going to take a wander inside into your games room, okay? Oh, no. But it's a bit annoyed. And uh, it's not very happy because it goes in there and it sees lots of basically mulched trees and no grass. So it's going to start wrecking shop. Oh, no. So you have approximately about 30 seconds to grab your three favourite games that you're going to save from Burmy the mad cow oh Burmy why'd you do Whoa. this to Burmy, me Burmy the mad cow I, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna keep running with these you've given us some great ideas here um what three games do you take with you now you can take three each 
But you gotta watch out because Burmy is just <laughs> really annoyed. Just no. No, she's turned and she's turned and facing you kinda of tailwise and she's ready just to let it all go, so and and just basically scatter shot these board games. So what three are you gonna take with you? Um, oh, you I have you have put her in so much stress here, by the way. She is she is staring at the wall, fidgeting right now. She's like, oh boy, only three I'm games. I'm definitely gonna take Viticulture because that's one of my favorites. I'm gonna take uh, Food Chain. Oh, Food Chain. Okay. Diamond. I'm gonna yeah. take that and Sulkin. Sulkin mm, is my is a favorite of us. is a good game. Beautiful. What about game. you? What about you, Derek? Were you taking? Uh, through the ages, uh, that is barn on my favorite game. As long as I got that, I think I'd be very happy. Um, okay. And uh, I actually really like um, Letters of Whitechapel. It's it's yes. a hidden movement one. I, I love that game. Um, and let me see here. I want to really think about this last one. Um, oh, no pressure, baby. Oh, there's pressure. All right. No pressure. <laughs> let me see. And you know what? I reverse rate. Re- and <laughs> and, and reverse rate. No, I Get think. <laughs> I think I would actually take the initial Zombicide. Um, that was probably okay. the first game that April and I played together, and I love the game, uh, but more so just for kind of emotional reasons. I would probably take that. That was our first game that her and I really got into together. That so. is so sweet. Yeah, I gotta, Aww, I gotta use this opportunity to. You know. I think yeah. I think we. I think if you say things like that, then the bathroom thing that was said earlier is going to get completely forgotten about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, May 1st, May 1st, 1st of May. 1st of May. But we do have more listeners in the US than we do in the UK, so as I always say to all our US listeners, howdy, (laughs) y'all come back now you're here. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. Exactly, that kind of works. Sound like a text. It it works. (laughs) thank, Thank you very much for coming on. Thank Absolutely. you so yeah. much for Thank- the opportunity. This is actually a lot of fun. Yeah, we had we actually had a blast, and we've done other ones, and I think we really enjoyed ourselves with you. So thank you for having, <laughs> you, having us good. on here. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I don't even mean that that the other ones were bad. Uh, it's just that this was we had a blast oh, together. So. Sorry, we've lost Derek. He appears to have dug himself into a really deep hole. I'm already there. <laughs> There's no getting out. I've been here for a while, uh, Richard. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> Um, if you would, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, I'm just I can't see anything else after that. Uh, you can find us on various places. You can find us on Twitter at We're Not Wizards. You can find us on Facebook at We're Not Wizards. You can find us on Instagram at We're Not Wizards. You can find us on YouTube because our lovely podcast host Podbean make sure that they put our episodes automatically on YouTube. So please drop us a quick subscription and a like if you haven't done before. Um, we're writing a bit so you can find us on we'renotwizards.blogspot.com we are also on things like Spotify and we're also on Apple Podcasts um, as we always say if you like what you've listened to tonight or today or in the morning because after all it's your podcast please consider dropping us a subscription on Apple Podcasts if you like us even a little bit more um, give us a rating or give us a review. If you are going to give us a rating or review, please remember, under no circumstances, give us a 10. Because it makes us big-headed. But at the same time, you know, don't don't give us the rice pudding that is a one star, because that will make us cry. Go in the middle, like a five, because it's average and we are. We're just a little bit average. We're kind of like lasagna. Um... <laughs> 
but the people, <laughs> but the people I'm not, I'm holding this together. But the people who have not been average tonight. We've got April, we've got Derek, and right at the back over there, who you haven't seen or heard of, we've got Lauren. <laughs> She's there. <laughs> and Michael then wasn't able to make it too, but you know he's somewhere. He's, he's around. Well, you know he's obviously doing something more important than this. Um, <laughs> there's only, there's only two more things to do. Um, well, there's three more things to do. Get Lauren on for a second so we can say hello. Here's Laura. <laughs> hello. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How I missed doing? all of the conversation, so I don't know where I'm coming in here right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. Confusion confusion is the best way to deal with these things. Good. Um, I just want I I just wanted to say thank you for the words. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the words. You have no idea. She no is idea actually is. clueless. <laughs> She's like, oh, what have they said? What have you said? All I know is that I've set up something that's a potentially going to be a words in the car situation, and we're going to believe in it at that. Um, but Lauren reached out for, to us at the beginning to ask about coming on the show and it would have been incredibly rude if we didn't have her on the show at some point oh well thank you, you for know. allowing me to come on you know so thank no you need to come on for your own episode yeah. they're all just solo <laughs> well. yeah no, I don't know how entertaining so. that that would be a- April's <laughs> April's the real entertainment here. Um, cool um, there's only two more things to do. We'll just leave Derek out of it. He can go sit in the corner. Oh, no, he can, um, yeah. Because he he's already, after the, ba- after the bathroom. We already kicked him out, yeah. After the bathroom comment. Um, <laughs> so there's only two more things to do. Um, the first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards? Nope, Lauren not wizards. and April, absolutely fantastic. Of course we're not. And the second thing is to say goodbye. Uh so it's it's a goodbye from Derek in the corner. Yes, he's say, he's waving. He can he can say goodbye. <laughs> he oh, can actually goodbye. say goodbye. Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye everybody. Goodbye, I can't everybody. hear anything, Richard, but goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Derek. Uh, I can't believe he's waving. I mean, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> it's a goodbye. It's a goodbye. It's a goodbye from April. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't forget it's to follow g- us on Instagram and Twitter. Absolutely. Absolutely, and it's a goodbye. It's a goodbye from Lauren. Goodbye, goodbye. Richard. Thank you for having us. That's okay, uh, and it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Um, roll sixes, and um, if you've got an appetite for a board game, which is um, something different, something fun, something quick, um, and you're sitting there thinking, um, I'm still hungry. Maybe you should think about asking somebody, Are they going to eat that? <laughs> That's perfect. But but until then, but until the next time. Goodbye. <laughs>